Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast and welcome to episode 209. Hope you've had a cracking week. You've had some good Star Warsy stuff going on. And welcome back to another episode. Hope you listened to last week's ep. That was a good one. As we rattled through the news as always. And uh, we had some interesting chats on... Uh, on a couple of stories there because news is a little bit you know, sort of thin on the ground at the minute with Star Wars in general but we did manage to to get a few stories in there and uh, Mark and I had a bit of a, a laugh about um, the Screen Rant articles that seem to be trickling out from those guys over the last few weeks around Star Wars being very clickbaity and all that stuff and uh, so we had a giggle for that and then we were uh, sort of congratulating all the peeps at Lucasfilm and and Disney about bagging some awards, old Filoni, uh, and some other peeps picked up some awards at the Saturn Awards, which was very cool. And then um, uh, some stuff around the uh, the Lego Star Wars stuff turning 25. And then we said goodbye to Carl Weathers, um, who was uh, who passed away shortly before uh, we recorded that episode. So that was episode 208. Hope you checked that one out. Uh, but we are here this week to talk about some new. Star Wars news. So my name's Gary. I am one of your co-hosts here on Spark of Rebellion, and I'm going to be flying the Falcon solo this week, as Mark is having a busy one and uh, cannot record this week. So I'm going to rattle through. It's not going to be a very long show, as always, when we do these solo shows, these episodes, we're just going to rattle through. You don't want to hear us just sitting here monologuing for ages, but it's our duty to keep you up to date and informed on everything that's going on, of course within the galaxy. I don't think Mark's going to be here next week either, by the way, because he's off on vacay or he's doing something. He's off next week. So you're stuck with me for this week and next week, but that's all good. That's all good. You don't need one of us, really. I guess you just need one of us and it's going to be me. So let's kick off with the first story, shall we? Uh, this one is, it's a bit of a shame that Mark's not here to talk about this one, because as you guys know, if you're a long-term if you're a long-time listener to Spark of Rebellion, you'll know Mark's thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. He's not a happy chappy where it concerns that movie. And neither are a lot of people, really. So, yeah, this news is going to be a bit of a... I don't know. I don't know how fans are going to take this one. We know what fandom's like, but in general, they can be a bit divisive and up and down. So, Empire Magazine, they did a really cool issue this week. I picked it up. I've got it here. I'm looking at it. Right now, Empire Magazine, they did a really cool Star Wars edition. Loads of interviews, loads of little tidbits about Star Wars and all the rest of it. And one of the um, interviews was with Ian McDermott, Palpatine, Palps, Big Emps, whatever you want to call him. And the subjects got on to the sequels, of course. So there was a bit of chat around... Uh, uh, playing uh, the the Emperor in the in the original trilogy, and then coming back and playing Palpatine and whatnot for the prequels. And uh, they asked him about the the return of Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of an expected answer. I'll be honest with you. There's no 
there's no massive insightful thing here. It wasn't. I was expecting something like, oh, there was a big power struggle between J.J. Abrams and and Ian or or Kathleen Kennedy and Ian, and they didn't see eye to eye. A bit like um, you had with Mark Hamill and the Last Jedi, where he was clearly unhappy with the with the direction that they were going with with his character. And I, I say that with a lot of respect as well with his character because a lot of times I don't really, you know, to me they're not mutually exclusive, the actor and the and the character. But I think with somebody like Mark Hamill who has played Luke for decades and knows the character inside out, I think it's safe to say and fair to say that Luke Skywalker is his character. So with that being said, I thought there was going to be a similar thing with that, but no, apparently he was uh, he was all right with it. So they said, you know, what, what happened there with, with Palpatine's mysterious comeback? And he said, a lot of people thought and said that this was going to be ridiculous. He said, of course, he was dead at the end of Return of the Jedi. And frankly, I think George thought he'd killed me too. But JJ thought it would be a good idea and I wasn't going to argue with him. He then goes on to say, I felt that Palpatine always had a plan B, probably a plan C, D, E and F as well. And he was an expert in cloning. So, end quote there. So Ian McDermott's kind of like going to bat a little bit. You know, he's saying, look, JJ had this idea to bring back the Emperor. And he didn't really say, um, well, we don't know the exact details. He might have done. We, we don't know. But in general, overall, he's saying that he didn't really want to argue with him. He's like, all right, cool. I'll come back and play Palps. It's all good for my part, dude. And uh, so I think he put his faith there in JJ and, and went along with that, it seems. And uh, then they went on to say that, uh, that Palpatine has been pulling the strings across all three Star Wars trilogies. And he points out that he now that Palpatine stands as like the ultimate cinematic villain in his opinion. He says, the thing that I'm most pleased about, and you know, this only came to a head when they asked me to come back for The Rise of Skywalker, is that every single evil act in all of the Star Wars franchise is either directly or indirectly down to that character. That is total evil, and that's strangely satisfying as an arc. I do feel fortunate to be to have been able to do it and other villains of cinema now have to compete with that. So I can kind of see what he means by that. He has featured um, not as much in the sequel trilogy, but he certainly featured um, in all three trilogies. And it was that character that was sort of engineering that whole um, in the prequels, you know, the uh, the manipulation of Anakin and his fall over to the dark side and then in the original trilogy Darth Vader and Luke and what was going on there and then in the sequels as we know the whole cloning thing and Snoke and Ray and uh being his granddaughter and all that stuff so I can kind of see what he says there but um yeah it's a it's a it's a kind of it's a great issue by the way if you if you don't really read physical magazines these days or you, you don't read empire i kind of dip in and out there's a couple of magazines that i subscribe to but i don't really pick as many up as i used to back in the day i used to pick up empire a lot and sfx and some other ones but uh this one's a really good issue so it's it's basically centered around 25 years celebration of the prequels essentially it's got a couple of different variation covers and stuff some really good interviews in there and uh, and there's going to be another one which we're going to move on to in a second. But Ian McDermott defends 
Palpatine's return in Rise of Skywalker. Moving on to the Star Wars movies that have been talked about a lot recently. And this is now sort of moving forward a little bit more. So we tend to have this thing with Star Wars movies, especially where they get announced. We have a kind of placeholder date in place, or at least like the quarter of a year in place when they're going to come out. And then nothing really happens. You don't hear anything. And then before you know it, that particular project has been canned, blah, blah, blah. So the three movies that we've been talking about over the last couple of months, really, or the last six weeks, has been The Mandalorian and Grogu, the New Jedi Order movie starring um, uh, Ray is the focus for that one, and then this Mandoverse crossover uh, thing that Filoni's doing alongside The Mandalorian and Grogu, which has also been sort of the title for that is Dawn of the Jedi. That's been kicked around a little bit as well. So these three projects are still on the go though, which is kind of remarkable because in the past, as I said, Kathleen Kennedy, she'll be some at some event and she'll announce a whole slew of movies that are coming out over the next six to eight years. And, you know, they've already got all logos done for them and, and branding for each film and they've got writers on board and directors and it's all good. And then they just seem to pull the rug from under us a little bit. But these three are hanging in there <laughs> for now. They're hanging in there. So The Mandalorian and Grogu. That is set for May 22nd, 2026. So two and a bit years to wait for that one. Which is kind of, uh, kind of makes sense, I think. Because I think what will happen is um, normally a feature film probably takes on average probably takes a couple of years to get done. So that kind of falls in line with that. Okay. So you've got, I would imagine, and I'm guessing that they are in full swing pre-production on this film. And if we're talking about a couple of years out, you know, that gives them a good chunk of time to do that stuff. And as we know, star Wars films, they're very visual effects heavy. So it's going to take a long time to get all those done. So alongside the edits afterwards for all the live action stuff, they've then got the visual effects. That takes ages, probably about a year in itself to do all that. So that kind of makes sense. Very cool. May 22nd, 2026. Then we move on to the new Jedi Order film with Ray. Same year, 2026, but Christmas release. So December the 18th for that one. And if memory serves, and my memory is terrible, but I'm pretty sure The Force Awakens dropped at the end of December as well. Let me just quick Google, Google that because Force Awakens... This is very unprofessional, by the way, doing this while I'm recording. Uh, Star Wars of Force Awakens dropped on... It was December 2015, but what date? It might have even been the 18th, you know. Oh, it was the 17th. Ah, that's interesting. So a day out. So, yeah, Force Awakens dropped on the 17th. So, uh, the new Jedi Order movie from Ray, December, uh, December 18th, 2026. So that's going to be a biggie. I think out of the two, I think that's going to be a great year for Star Wars films. And there's probably going to be some kind of Disney Plus thing going on in and around that as well. But 2026 is going to be a great year. And then the following year, again, got a bit more of a gap between that now. So December 17th, 2027, we've got this Mandoverse Dawn of the Jedi film, which is most likely going to be centered around Thrawn and and all that stuff. Um, 
And that's that David Filoni stuff where he's going to close out all of these interconnected stories. And it's being told in the New Republic era. You know, all that stuff that's going to come to a head. Uh, it's going to explore the birth of the, all that stuff. So it's either going to be that. It's either going to be the Mandoverse crossover stuff or it's going to be this Dawn of the Jedi film. And now, here we go. This is the quote that's going to potentially screw everything up. I don't mean to be cynical here. I'm just saying. Speaking with Collider back in April. Remember we spoke about this back on the, the podcast ages ago. James Mangold, the director of Logan. He wants to explore this whole origin and birth of the Force. 25,000 years before the Skywalker saga. All that stuff. And um, But he was uncertain what was going to come first. Because he's got this project on. But then he was dragged over to DC of all things to write the Swamp Thing movie for James Gunn's new DCU stuff. So he then goes on to say, the truth is I'm writing both right now. And who's no, who knows what's going to happen and what's going to blossom first or second. So that's the quote that's going to screw one franchise or the other. <laughs> Essentially, either DCU are going to come up short because he's going to be pulled over and persuaded somehow to do the Star Wars stuff or vice versa. Who knows? So there we go. Got some cool stuff coming up for movies. We've just got to wait a little bit more. So a couple of years when all that stuff is in full swing, that'll be awesome. So just to recap, just to set your diaries now, open up your Gmail calendar now or Outlook or whatever, or your Yahoo calendar, if this is 2002, whatever. May 22nd, 2026, The Mandalorian and Grogu film. December 18th, 2026, The New Jedi Order film. December 17th, 2027, either the Mandoverse crossover film, or the Dawn of the Jedi film. There you go. So that's good, though. Like I said, moving in the right direction. All good. Let's move on to a collectible bit of news here. So Gentle Giant, their um, their little statues, their little busts are doing, are looking really good, I have to say. I wasn't really into the whole Gentle Giant stuff too much. I always had an appreciation for their stuff, but I always felt it looked a little bit... Um, like they hadn't quite the the details were never quite there from top to bottom hundred percent. So you could tell that they either focused on like the facial stuff and the costume, but maybe uh, the feet and hands were left out a little bit, or sort of weapons, accessories, or general bits like that. But in the last year ish, last ten months, their stuff has started to look really good, and I was properly tipped over when. Mark sent me a pic actually on Christmas. I think he sent me a pic on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. This just just gone. I can't remember where he, he'd be. Uh, he had got the Yoda. So yoga, yoga, Yoda chilling out on the log on Dagobah with his little cane and stuff like that. And it looked amazing. It does look really, really good. And he was like, "Dude, I'm really chuffed with this. It looks awesome. The details amazing. And when you look over the over the um." over the statue as a whole it does it really good so they've got a new one now which has just gone up for pre-order it landed on valentine's day on wednesday and it's the wicket character from return of the jedi so they're calling it the wicket w warwick milestones statue it's a bit of a mouthful from return of the jedi it's a valentine's day website exclusive so i'll stick a link in the show notes for this and you can pre-order it now it's limited to just 500 pieces and there's a little bit of blurb that accompanies this. It says, yub, yub. 
The cutest and most inquisitive Ewok of all is Gentle Giant's newest milestones statue. Approximately six inches, one six scale, depicts Wicket the Ewok um, sitting on a stump, trusty spear in hand. In scale to previous Valentine's Day releases, Chief Chirper and Breath Up the Drummer, this adorable Ewok is the perfect way to say I love you, even if it's just to yourself. Uh, limited to 500 pieces, it comes packaged in a full colour box with a numbered certificate authenticity, a GentleGiantLimited.com website exclusive. So there we go. I've got some pics here. This has come from JediNews.com, by the way, and they've got some pics, and it does look very cool. It does actually look very cool. So the the detail on the fur, the leather hood and stuff that he's got, and, and the face as well, like they've nailed the eyes. It looks really good. The the, the the face part is bang on to the film absolutely bang on so there you go gentle giant rocking with their statues at the minute so get that ordered if you're a fan of old wicket going back to the um empire magazine uh star wars issue they also interviewed sam well i say they interviewed i use that term loosely they got in contact with samuel l jackson and he wants apparently a mace windu disney plus series which is kind of expected, you know. It is kind of expected because he'll be fully aware of how fans feel about this character. You know, he's not stupid at all. Uh, where it comes to sort of gauging fan reactions, speaking to people at Lucasfilm or Disney, and just being in the know, so to speak, with what's going on with culture and stuff like that. Because he's such a prolific actor, has been in so many massive franchises. He knows the, He knows how the game is played. So he will know 100% right from when um, Revenge of the Sith first landed in cinemas up till now, he will know exactly the conspiracy theories around the character and all the potential spin-offs that are that are possible. And most of all, he'll be aware of fans' divided opinion on whether or not Mace Windu is actually dead or not. Did he die and perish when he was flung out the window unceremoniously, just flung out there? So fans are always divisive. Should he have survived and should we have the character back? Or some fans are like, nah, just let the character stay dead. Not every character in Star Wars has to come back. Not every character needs a redemption arc and, you know, and a comeback. So depending on where you sit, or what side of the camp, regardless, old Sammy, he wants it. He wants it big time. So very short and sweet. They, uh, the guys at Empire said, We fired off a few questions about Star Wars to the man himself, and he responded with a series of brief, emphatic messages. Most notably, he had three words to say on Mace Windu's death scene in Revenge of the Sith. Just in big capital letters, he's not dead, followed by a few exclamation marks. And they go on to say, well, that's settled then. They then said, on the subject of what he would want to do in a Mace Windu-centric Disney Plus series, he responded, everything, yes, in capitals, followed by exclamation marks. So there you have it. He wants to come back and do the whole Mace Windu thing. Do you know what, as well? I say that he's fully aware of what's going on. Do you know what? He probably gets asked around this subject all the time, without fail. Oh, do you think Mace Windu should come back? Oh, gutted that you got killed, that that character's really cool. 
gutted that you weren't in any more Star Wars. He probably gets it all the time. So there's there's likely an element of, for God's sake, yes, for the millionth time, he's not dead. Yes, I want to play the character again. Then that's it. So Samuel L. Jackson, as no surprise to anybody, wants to come back and play Mace Windu for a Disney plot. I mean, this is, he didn't specify himself because we know what fans are like here. We need to, we need to cool your jets, pump your brakes, all that stuff, because it's Empire Magazine that said, would you be up for doing some kind of Mace Windu centric Disney Plus series? If it was Samuel L. Jackson saying, I would love to do a Disney Plus series, fans are going to start joining dots that aren't there. And before you know it, you've got a Doomcock video, you've got a Screen Rant blog article saying Samuel L. Jackson accidentally let slip and leaks that he's coming back for a Disney Plus series to play Mace Windu. No. No, 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 no. Call your jets. That's not happening. Or is it? (laughs) Just joking, joking. No, he's not. He's just answered the question that everyone asks all the time. So we might see him back. Do you guys want to see Samuel L. Jackson play Mace Windu again? in any shape or form, hit us up on the old Twitter. Search for us on Twitter or X or just do a search for Spark Rebellion. you find us on there. Or if you want a dead easy link to get to it, just go to sparkrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and you'll land on our page. Let us know what you think. Right, a couple more stories to get through. First one. Uh, as we know, The Phantom Menace celebrates 25 years this year, which is awesome and scary at the same time, I'll be honest with you. Awesome because the peeps at Lucasfilm and Disney are making a bit of a fuss about it, which is really good. We'd hate for the film to just, you know, just be acknowledged in a simple, yay, happy 25 years. See you later. So what they are doing to make a fuss about it is, first of all, they commissioned Matt Ferguson to do a new poster, which I've got to say looks been brilliant. He's got to be like this generation's, po- like the the poster guy, right? I think in the previous generation, it was Drew. Anyone that's seen any Drew Struzan posters will know that he was the guy back in the day. I mean, he still does stuff now, but, you know, he's not as prolific as he was back in the day. He was the guy. And he did so many, like did all the Star Wars stuff back in the day. Uh, I think he did Superman. I think he did just so many, the Indiana Jones posters. The Thing, uh, I lost count, like the amount of, I think there's a really cool book actually, I still need to pick it up, it's in my Amazon wish list. it's been in there for a couple of years now, I have to try and pick that poster book up, but anyway, I think personally, Matt Ferguson is our generation's Drew Struzan, He's, his work is just off the chain, it's unbelievably good, and I know that if Mark was here, he'd be he'd be gushing over it as well absolutely it's a wicked poster so anyway they got matt to do another poster because he's done the previous ones i think he did the jedi 40th anniversary poster and uh what's the one he did before that was it a new hope or empire can't remember but anyway this episode one oh man if you've not seen it yet just there'll be a link to this article in the show notes anyway but just google matt ferguson phantom menace poster it's amazing but anyway to go along with this they are putting the Phantom Menace back in the cinema to celebrate 25 years, which is cool. So starting on May the 3rd. Now, this is in the US. I have no idea because I know a load of cinemas in the US will be doing this. Absolutely. I have no idea 
if any cinemas in the UK are going to do this. I'm going to say pretty confidently, yes. There's, I, I know of a few cinemas that will definitely do it. So the Prince Charles Cinema in London, they will absolutely do it. And they'll likely tie this in, tie this in with a watch through as well. That's um, for anyone that lives in the UK and, you, and you're in the, south, the southern part of the country and you can get to London, go and check out the Prince Charles Cinema. It's just round the corner from the big posh ones on Leicester Square. It's a effing cool cinema because not only do they show like the odd big uh, blockbustery film, but they're known for doing their like event cinema. And I don't mean event cinema as in um, uh, like where you have like a sort of a, you know, a, a location that you go to and everyone sort of cosplays and like secret cinema. I'm not talking about that. They, they normally tie in releases with other films. So in the past, they've done like an Arnold Schwarzenegger night where they'll play six of his movies back to back or they'll do a Lord of the Rings where they'll show, you literally have to turn up in your pyjamas with a sleeping bag, where they'll show the, the, the Hobbit films and the Lord of the Rings films, the extended versions, all day and all night. So it's that kind of vibe. So I'm pretty sure that these guys will tie this in and they'll do at least a prequel trilogy watch through. Or they'll do this thing where they, for their midnight releases, they'll show a few films and then they'll show this one at midnight. So they'll do something like that. And often you have view cinemas here. They'll do it. I'm not sure about the chains like Cineworld, um, Showcase Cinemas. I've no idea. But anyway, in the US, loads of you, I, I know our friends over in the US, you'll be spoilt for choice on this. Loads of cinemas will do it from May the 3rd. So put that in your diaries, check out your local cinema or your movie theatre, go and check them out because they'll definitely be booking up and they, this will book up. This is not like, um, this is not like a few years after the Phantom Menace has come out or a few years after the prequels have wrapped up where fan appreciation for these films was a little bit um, spicy, you know, <laughs> These films have matured very well over the last 25 years and the, the the fan view of these and the appreciation is it's just astronomical, astronomically positive than what it was back in the day. So I'm pretty sure that these are going to book out pretty quick. So if you want to go and see it, they'll be playing for probably a couple of weeks from May the 3rd. In the UK, if you're listening here in the UK, I'm going to stab at this one. Um, that where's May the 4th. Okay. So it might be May the 4th for us as well. Cause that's a Saturday and it will probably run for a week or two. And, uh, we'll let you guys know if we hear any more news on this, but what a cool celebration, no better way to celebrate the Phantom Menace than to get the gang together and go to the flicks and check it out. Last story then for episode 209. And it's a very, very small little update about the Acolyte. So as we know, for this year, it, Star Wars stuff is a little bit thin on the ground in terms of brand new Star Wars viewing. The, th the three main things that we know are definitely going to drop, and we obviously know that no movies are coming for a couple of years, but the three main things that are going to drop this year is Skeleton Crew, The Acolytes, and Tales of the Jedi. They're a done deal. Unless anything goes drastically wrong at Lucasfilm, if Kathleen doesn't get a Starbucks in the morning, whatever, these three are definitely landing. 
So, but the only thing is we've had no indication really. And I'm not including the bad batch because that's already been scheduled and there's like a whole social media campaign around when all the episodes are dropping. I'm talking about what's left this year. So the bad batch is going to finish up at the end of April, beginning of May. And the acolyte is going to drop shortly afterwards, apparently according to collider.com. They say, or they reckon, that the acolyte and uh, is going to drop in summer. So shortly after the Bad Batch has wrapped up. Um, oh yeah, so they say on here. So the Bad Batch is scheduled to end on May the 1st. So it makes sense for another Star Wars show to fall in shortly after. And we know that the Acolyte, Skeleton Crew and Tales of Jedi still are to come uh, to the streaming platform this year. Um, so that's what Acolyte.com say. Now... We don't know if this is one of those, um, yet we've got it from a certain source. We've got it from these guys over here, or we're just taking like, you know, educated guess at this. Um, I think they're just sort of weighing up the series and how you're going to like divide these over the year. So we're not sure how many episodes, unless this has been made public that we're not aware of, we're not sure how many episodes yet are in this first season of the acolyte so it could be six could be eight could be 20 who knows but if we're going on average and say it's 10 then um you know at some point in summer slotting in there would be cool that takes you up to july ish then you've got another one skeleton crew or tales of the jedi that'll take you up to autumn end of autumn and then you've got another one to, to put in there as we run up to Christmas. It kind of makes sense. I think Collider.com are just hazarding their uh, their bets on this one. Is that the right phrase? Hazarding? Hedging? Hedging their bets? And saying it's a summer release. So, we could be getting the Acolyte relatively soon. I mean, we're middle of Feb now. And we've got the Bad Batch coming up. That'll whiz by. And before you know it, Phantom Menace out of the cinema. And then before you know that, has gone. Could be getting the Acolyte. So... That's something to look forward to, which is cool. And uh, that's going to wrap it up, guys, for all the news. But that has come through for the Galaxy for episode 209. Thank you, thank you for listening to another week and another episode of Spark of Rebellion. That was a roundup of everything that's happening in the world of Star Wars. If this is your first time listening to Spark Rebellion, then it's great to have you here. Welcome. And if you've liked this episode, normally there's two of us, by the way. There's normally myself and my co-host, Mark. We're normally having a bit of bants, having a bit of a laugh and going through all the Star Wars stuff. But if you like uh, this sort of news roundup, we've got some plans for Spark Rebellion as well coming up throughout 2024. So... There is a couple of little things that we're going to be doing with the, the podcast. So, as I said, if you like this show, then make sure that you are following or subscribing. Just whatever app you listen to your podcasts on, just hit the follow or subscribe button or just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on all the podcast apps and networks. And we put new Star Wars content out every week, every Saturday, a new episode drops. So you'll be fully clued up on everything that's happening. And we cover everything, by the way. 
Uh, we do loads of books and comic stuff because we're massive Star Wars readers. So we cover, cover all the books, or most of the books, um, video games, movie releases, all the Disney Plus stuff, merchandise, toys, Lego, the whole lot. So we keep you up to date with all that. Uh, you can chat with us on the socials as well. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Just go to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram. We post, we post uh, Star Wars tidbits throughout the week. And lastly, if you do like Spark of Rebellion and you want to join our other supporters like Kev, uh, Denise, Pascal, uh, all those uh, peeps that follow Spark of Rebellion, and we love you guys. Thank you very much for your continued support. Then you can do that over at sparkofrebellion.com slash support. Uh, we have two tiers, three bucks a month. All of your um, uh, support goes back into the podcast, making sure that we put content out regularly every week and that it's all produced well and it's all sounding good and we can also fund a couple of the other little bits and pieces that we've got planned for this year. So as I said, thank you very, very much to our current supporters. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. And that's sparkrebellion.com slash support. So until next week, where I'll be going through more Star Wars news. Take care of yourself. Have a good one. And may the force be with you always. <laughs>